You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Deception After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Deception After Show. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, After Buzzers. Bing is for doing, and this is the third episode of the first season of NBC's Deception, starring Megan Good, Liz Alonzo, Catherine Lanasa, Victor Garber, Tate Donovan, Myron Hinkle was her name also. That's I found out what her name is. We'll talk about her in a second. My, I'm your host, <laughs> Thaddeus Massey, and I'm joined by the incomparable. You guys, please introduce yourselves. What's up, I'm Megan Thomas. And I'm Bam Erickson. Amber J couldn't be with us this evening. She is doing big things, getting her star on, (laughs) on set somewhere, doing her thing. Shout outs to Amber. Amber, do your thing. We're rooting for you. You did an impression of me last week? Yes. Why you got to bring that up right now? Like, right off the bat. Yes, I did an impression of you. (laughs) No, see, I'm not doing a good job. But let me go ahead and I'll, I'll I'll get it later. All right. Okay. So. Episode three, Megan Thomas. Yes. This was a whopper of an episode, kind of, sort of. I liked it. It I was a good it. episode. Mm-hmm. I was feeling it. Let's jump right into it. Edward. Edward's getting the boot from the company. Mm-hmm. The board has decided to use Robert to let him down easy to getting rid of him. Let's weigh in on that. Okay. Cause it seems like uh, it seemed like it was going one way, and then it just kind of flipped and went a whole other way. Yeah. So, in the episode, Edward gets asked to step down because of all the negative attention that he's he's bringing, right? Whether it's warranted or not, right? You know, the fact that he allegedly raped and killed a girl years ago, him getting into a fight <laughs> at his kid's soccer game, you know, all around bad press. So right. the board is saying, "Hey, we have this new drug lure trial we're trying to roll out." Negative press is not what we need, especially when our competitor has kind of a similar drug and our stock is going down. So his dad asked him to step aside, son, go ahead. The board wants you to turn your stuff in. Right. Now, it really struck me. Well, actually, before it gets to me, let's go to Bam. Bam Erickson. And I know your fans missed you from last week, Bam. So I'm going to talk less and let you talk more this (laughs) this week. What do you think about that situation? At first, it seems the initial the initial impact of Robert telling his dad Robert's Robert's I mean, uh, telling his son Edward that he had to step down. He made it seem uh, he kept a, he kept a straight face. He seemed very, like it was all about business. You know, we're getting bad press, and because the stock is going down, this is something that I can't really fight. This is what the board wants to do. Right. So you kind of were you kind of felt like okay. 
he's thinking of the business aspect, but there was really nothing else. You mean that, Robert? Robert, there mm-hmm. was really nothing else that was discussed. He didn't say, well, you know, maybe you can come back or whatever. Or he, he gave no solution. He just said, this is what the board's doing. He was very stern with it. So you didn't. I didn't really feel like he was for it or against it. He just kind of delivered the so news. was kind of rolling with the punches. He rolled with the punches. I mean— Go ahead, Megan. I was like, you can see that Edward was hurt because he asked his daddy, he was like, well, who who said it? Was it Roger? And his dad's like, yeah, it was Roger. Right. And then he's like, well, did you defend me? And so I think you see Edward being kind of sad because, you know, his dad really, he felt like his dad really didn't go to bat for him. He kind of was just doing what he had to do. And his dad mm-hmm. gives him the explanation like, hey, our stock's dropping. Right. So, yeah, he kind of felt left, I guess, by himself in a corner. Yeah, I think it was a little callous, a little cold. I mean... I think the walk in the park was supposed to, like, help soften the blow, but that didn't help. I mean, he's not a child. He's a grown man. It's like, don't, what are you going to do, take me get a balloon and ice cream and a lollipop? That's, this is not going to help soften the blow of the situation. Like, his pride, his ego, his livelihood, everything. I mean, his his situation is already so fragile as, as it is. So, I mean, I think that, I think Robert should have said, like, I mean, you know the situation. There's really not much I could do. Something. Mm-hmm. It was like, no. <laughs> the tongue was yeah. like, did you go to bat for me? No. <laughs> that's what it felt like. That's, that's what it was. That's what it felt like was being said with the silence. Well, so far, Robert's personality. That's what. You, that's what you would expect. R- R- Especially based off the response of when he left the boardroom and he mm-hmm. kind of, you know, gave it to a couple people. You can tell that. He wants his son to defend himself, not his father have to the father shouldn't have to defend himself. I think he was waiting for his son to be able to to, to defend himself more so than daddy having to um defend him. Maybe that's just the kind of person he is. But so far that's what I that's what I get of the dad. The dad is just, you know, whatever. Well, go ahead, Megan. And I think that it was, you know, I think Edward was that was good for Edward, but I also think that he was sad because the situation, if you remember in the last episode, he said that he never wanted to work for Bowers Pharmaceutical yeah, to begin with. He right. wanted to be a politician. So now he has to work for his dad's company. Now his family is being torn apart because his wife doesn't want him to work you know, with his family, doesn't want him to be a part of this organization. And now you're basically telling him you need to step down so mm-hmm. you know his his home life is messed up his professional life is messed up so now he's like and my dad didn't go to bat for me so yeah, right. i think all around he's messed up and and you see that more especially on his family side right this time we get a glimpse of his wife samantha her, or his estranged wife samantha his Strange wife samantha and you know she seems like a really good lady i think she mm-hmm. seems like she really loves him played by she, Marin hinkle yes. want to give shout outs to her loved her on two and a half men and I saw the show when I first saw her. I was like, oh, my gosh, she looks so, where do I know her from? Where do I know yeah. her from? And then it was like, oh, Two and a Half Men. But you know what? That's a comedic role. And now she's flipped into drama. So it was yeah. like, I mean, she really played and did her thing this week. So mm-hmm. shout out to you, Marin. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Is it Marin? I think. M-A-R-I-N. It's Marin, I believe. But she really got her act on. 
this week. Yes. She did her thing. So that was just to throw that in. Go ahead, Megan. And she, you know, you can see that she, this episode, she really does love Edward and she wants to fight for their family and their marriage. And so she gives him the proposition of, hey, let's, you know, we can get away from this, get away from your crazy family. We can be a family again. Right. And he's like, you know, I can't just leave my family. And she probes him to ask him questions about, you know, well, why were you and Vivian fighting to begin with? Mm -hmm. You know? And he's like, I can't really tell you. And, you know, you see that was a very touching moment because you see that she wants there to be unification with their family. And and he's just kind of like, well, kind of on the fence. He seems like he's going to go after it. But then what happens at the boardroom? Mm -hmm. But uh, there was something else that that uh, Samantha said. She said that once he once Edward gave the news about, you know, him having to step down, she said, you know, this can be a good thing. Right. We can get away from all the craziness from from the family right and he's like what does fire get being good but but she's looking at it like yeah, a blessing in she, disguise she was, yeah. yeah she was right. totally looking at it as a blessing in disguise and although their marriage is estranged she's very aware of how he feels obviously about his family right and how she feels and just how it's not a a really great environment based off of after after that was said especially how um the the mother-in-law came after it's kind of the stepmom the stepmom oh the mother-in-law came at her yeah yeah. Sophia, yeah, she hems her up as they're playing racquetball. You know, I think, on a side note, I, w- I think, I wonder if Catherine Linas is from the South. Because it seems like she has, like, a little accent. Like, a little bit, a little bit of a Southern. Maybe, yeah. She might be from the South or anything, but her swag, it just comes through in this <laughs> character. And I love the fact. Which, who are you talking about? Uh, Sophia, the mom. Oh, well. So, you know. Robert can't sleep. Yeah. Right? So they're sitting in their big plush bed in the middle of the master bedroom. And she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, you know, everything is, you know, he's really feeling bad for his son. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, out of everybody, out of all his kids, just to paraphrase, he felt like his son Edward was the one that he had the most hopes and potential for, uh, you know, with going the furthest in a career or whatnot in yeah. his life. So the fact that for a man's oldest son that he had the most hopes and dreams for, it seems like his everything is crumbling around him. That's could be devastating for a father or a dad. What I thought, although I'm not really liking the wife, mm-hmm. the mom, mm-hmm. I don't particularly care for her character, but I thought it was very cute and romantic and and whatever else you want to call it how while they were in bed they were playing cards right little rummy yeah yeah to try to help him get his mind Mm -hmm. yeah you know off of you know you know how i mean most couples they you know they have their pillow talk at night right but they're having their pillow talk while playing cards in this nice big plush bed so i thought that was that was cute. Yeah. yeah, and you you know in the in the first two episodes you see like you you get the feeling that Robert doesn't really love this woman. That's just his wife. He has to have a wife. They've been together and she no- knows him very well. She keeps his secrets. She's it's more of a business. And I feel like in this episode you get to see like well, you know, she as as much of a tough woman as she is, mm-hmm. like you can see the softer side of her. She really yeah. does love mm-hmm. him and she, you know, she's as She's crazy. She really is crazy, but you can tell. I think he loves her, but he's not in love with her. There's a love. He has love for her. Okay. But he's not in, he's not in love. There's a there's um a bond, a connection that they have, but he's not he's not in love with her. I don't feel he's maybe sexually attracted. That's just you know. I think he would like to be. 
I think they've gone through roller coasters in their relationships. It's been an up and down ride in the amount of time that they've been together. And I think that she's just, you know, they, they're just in one of those phases. They might be one of those phases where they get the spark back. Who knows? Maybe that'll be in a different episode. Right. Yeah. Like things come back together based on circumstances to make them bond mm-hmm. and help them bond again. And we'll see what happens as the show progresses. But I'm hoping that we see that because yeah. based on the circumstances, they don't live a simple life. So nothing could be really simple for mm-hmm. them. And there's a lot at stake. I mean, you're running a $10 billion empire. There's a lot that comes along with it with publicity, not just the money, but the publicity, the social aspect, the political aspect. And the personal aspect, especially with as much hijinks as going on with this Bowers family. So it's not simple or easy whatsoever. I mean, if they're making like 100 grand a year Mm -hmm. and living a simple life and just, you know. Is that simple? 100 grand? I mean, the average family doesn't make that much. That's 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 true. (laughs) That's true. But what I'm saying is they'll be nice. They'll be well off. They'll be making enough money to everybody to be support, you know, to support themselves and be comfortable. And I think most households they wouldn't have TMZ outside their house, <laughs> you know, snapping they shots. They might. You never know. Side, side <laughs> note: I think there's a lot of families. I mean, that's really fifty thousand, uh, fifty thousand dollars per. You know, the man, the woman, the the woman, woman, man, man. Right. That's what I was. That's, th- that's what I was saying. Like, but I mean, the average, is, is, that's yeah, not the average family though. The average family America, makes about makes, thirty grand a year. Yeah, like it's between thirty Individual. to fifty somewhere in there. Right. It's like thirty grand. Yeah, like eighty percent of the country. Right. <laughs> Okay. Occupy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so well before go we ahead, just, before we move on, I just want to go into Samantha and uh, the the wife. Mm-hmm. That whole racquetball scene disturbed. Yeah, actually, me. that's what I was. Yeah, go right ahead. Disturbed me because you know, um, um, uh, daughter-in-law and Sophia and Samantha yeah, getting Sophie, at it. Yeah, so they're having racquetball, and then seem like they're having fun, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden. Um, Sophia decides to start it, what it appears to be kind of like playfully. That's what like kind of what guys do or, what, you know, like younger girls do. They just kind of play with each other and it's like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. And then it immediately just turned into this whole violent thing where she starts to get rough and then she pushes her against the wall and she puts right. the racket up to her. She hemmed her up pretty she, quickly. She hemmed her up. That disturbed me. I thought that <laughs> that did. That was a, me. was a little violent for you. No, a little aggressive. It wasn't that. It just it's the way that Samantha did not respond. Is what bothered me. Like, I mean, she probably was surprised though. Because think about it. You know, like I think that's the beauty of Sophia, that character, mm-hmm. because she snaps. Like she just goes from. She's like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. So you know they're. Of course, Samantha's thinking, oh, I'm having a nice racquetball day with my mother-in-law. And then all of a sudden, right. she's like hitting her with a ball. I would have right. whacked that bitch with my racket. <laughs> I just, I don't know. But, she, just... but she probably was scared. She was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Well, and this a... lady's hemming right. me up. She doesn't right. seem like, you know, she seems like the crier, the more emotional woman. She doesn't really seem like the strong I know. Woman. Samantha, I need you to get it together. <laughs> Next time, I need you to whack that bitch with that racket. <laughs> Samantha is not going to do a darn thing. To Sophia, (laughs) it's not going to happen. Yeah, she's going to fall in line and do what she's told to do for fear of whatever. And she told her, "If you don't fall in line, I'll make sure you never see your kids." It was really on some Godfather Part Two. 
And you see that type of like, situation. Yeah. So the next day when Joanna tries to talk to Samantha, you know, the first day, Samantha was all giving her information, telling her that she wasn't happy and that, right. you know, oh, um, Edward and Vivian hadn't talked in a while. Then right. six weeks ago, they, she started calling him. And so, you know, she was just loose with the lips about all the information. And so the next day, after getting hemmed up, she was scared. Right. She's like, oh, we're fine. Yeah. You know, couples go through things. Right. And Joanna's we're like. We're not moving. We're good. Okay. Yeah. So Will is not going to be any wine. And uh, something happened. I don't know what happened. Something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Although she gave the she she gave um, she gave Megan's character the look like she looked at the mother to kind of insinuate that it's the mother. Yeah, she did. You, you know, like, kinda, sometimes it's yeah. the in laws. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, I think it was more subconscious than conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like she wanted to make sure that she didn't hear because <laughs> she's afraid. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's she struck the fear of God in her on that racquetball court. Yeah, I don't like also, her. She falls down the stairs. I like, love her. I love her. I, love her. I think I, she's the bomb. I think she's the best character. You know she's so interesting because you have to have somebody. And when you're in that situation, you have to have somebody who reels everybody in by the reins and says, look, we're going to tighten up this ship or the ship is going to sink straight up. And if you don't have somebody that's going to do that, because the daddy's not going to do it. Mm -hmm. He's too busy being happy that Joanna's in the office working for him and mourning his daughter. And everybody else is going through their own personal ish. But Sophia is the only one. Who's making sure everybody, to a certain degree, keeps the circle tight and doesn't fall apart outside of the circle? That if it's going to be any falling apart, it's going to be falling apart inside the circle, not going to be outside the circle. Yeah, they got get, too much at stake. Yeah, I get that. She keeps his ship and she gets everybody together. Because so. they all work together. That affects the business. The family falls apart. The business falls apart. They're done. Done, Dada. Well, I'll I'll take the lead like the witch, and I'll take it upon myself to now talk about iTunes. So listen, you guys, <laughs> make sure that you guys go to iTunes and download and rate and comment and tell all your friends. We've only been here for three weeks, and we've been in iTunes top. 10 we've actually peaked at number three so we're really thankful for that so please continue to go to itunes and download it's free you rate you leave comments and then you tell all your friends so that they can also download it as well and then don't forget that we also have a podcast app and what that does is it organizes all of the subscriptions to all the various great shows that we have here on AfterBuzz tv we recently just started the winter season and we have i believe 60 shows that we're recapping for their winter um for the winter season so be sure to go to iTunes and um, download, rate, and comment, and let's keep us in the top ten. But this time, let's get us number one. Yes, number one. Numero uno. Numero uno. And we're not talking about the pizza, people. No, we're talking about iTunes. <laughs> yes. So back to the show. Yes. <sighs> anyway, so Kathleen and Nasa, hemming people up. I wonder what she uses as a point of reference to... She's, I think she's, she's a great actress. She is a great I actress. Think, I think know. she just created this this bipolar monster. And she tweeted us. But she's not really bipolar, the character. She just does what needs to be done mm-hmm. when. Yeah. And I liked when we didn't mention that when she was in the bed playing Rummy, she was like, would you like me to talk to her? When she was talking about Samantha, mm-hmm. would you like me to talk to her? Poor Samantha, she pleaded with her husband. She was crying. Please come with me to Santa Barbara. Ah. <sighs> She's now she's 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 been tightened up. She's Samantha's on board. Yeah, she's on board. Because she knows Sophia <laughs> getting that you know what, if anything else goes down. So let's talk about Dr. Bowers, the little guy, Julian. 
we find that he's a doctor. A little fella. We didn't know that and before. Right, we did not know he created the drug. He, he, he created the drug, but now we know for, for definite, like you said, Megan, that he is a doctor. And it's kind of hard for me to believe. Why? Because he's such a party boy. Okay, that's his grief. I think he's just a party boy who happens to be a doctor. That's happens a, a lot. I don't think he's a doctor that happens to be a party boy. I think he's a party boy that happens to be a doctor. Okay. That happens a lot. That happens a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> and there's I'm n- sure. <laughs> but there's nothing to go with Thaddeus. There's nothing, even in his dialogue, in mm-hmm. his vocabulary, there's nothing that says, that gives hint that he is a doctor. Correct. Like for yourself, you... Or he's a history major. And so there's certain things that he says that alludes, okay, yeah, I could see that he knows history or that he's played football. And so, like, there's just certain characteristics and things that you can pick from people, whether if they show it or not. And to me, he doesn't show any kind of symbolization that he is a doctor. Right. <sighs> you guys are oh, just no, haters. Wait, wait, did no, she? No, I'm just, and, just and, and then she turned. Wait, wait, she I said, did. she said, oh. <laughs> Doctor uh, Julian like, Bowers, you know, uh, he's just, very quick witted. I'll say that. So for a doctor, you do have to be on your toes. He's very quick witted. He's very smart. You can tell. You're just following up with the he billionaire doctor playboy. You, you know, he's resume. buying girls' cars. He's he's handsome. He's he's, I he's like all right. Him. He's all right. You guys are hating, but that's okay. No, he's a handsome guy. <laughs> I just <laughs> he's a handsome guy. I give it to him. But I just there is nothing that indicates to me that he's a doctor, just based on his mannerisms and based on. I, just like Bam said, his his behavior, every okay. there's a little the nuances. It's all about the nuances. I'm just saying, I've seen Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero, and he didn't seem he didn't seem like he had all the vocabulary. Oh, however, snap, Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero. He also was very Tighten handsome and dashing. Tighten, Tighten it up, Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Julian Bowers, Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Okay, so he whisks he whisks Joanna off. In the helicopter, in the heli, meet me on the pad. Yes, to the Lyrachal conference. To the Lyrachal conference in the Bahamas. She calls Will up from the Bahamas, and he's like, "Is that a still pan I hear in the background? But, Where are you at?" But also, let's remember <laughs> he's that. tripping. Let's also remember that the dad is the dad wanted wanted her to go because well, he she felt yeah, she knows that he's going to help monitor him because he's, he's he's been a little off the reservation yes. lately. On yes. Doctor Like. Uh, Sorry. I'm just saying. See, you guys are haters. That's all right. But yeah, so when they're, <laughs> in, when they're at this conference, we get introduced to a new character, mm-hmm. Senator Haverstock. Ha- Senator Haverstock. Right? Yeah, Haverstock. Yes. So what we find out is that... Played Senator- by John Larroquette. Yes. Shout out to John Larroquette. Okay, Night Court. I used to watch you when I was a kid. I think you're, you're the man. That was the best show. Yes. So we find out that Senator Haverstock has, has history with the Bowers family. Yes. He used to be best friends with Robert Bowers, but yes. they no longer talk. They've fallen out. Julian doesn't really know why, but he just knows they don't talk anymore. And Nobody if, knows why yet. They don't know. We but, don't know either. But what we find out that is important about Senator Haverstock is that he is the in, he's investigating the FDA. So for if no, if, he's the key to, to get, get Lyrachal approved by the FDA. Yes, yeah. but so that's what he's saying. So he has a a couple of words with Julian later, and he says to him, you know, if you want to get this Lyrachal through, because apparently, you know. It's been killing people, or there's some fatal well, he didn't say flaw- that. He said fatal, fatal flaws. flaws with so it. fatal flaws. What does fatal yeah. mean? That means death. Right, but he, <laughs> he's he's playing with words, and he he's not hitting the nail on the head. He's yeah. doing that politician thing. So yeah. Julian doesn't know what he's talking about. 
Because do you think he's playing like playing dumb, like he doesn't know that Lyrotal kills people, or do you think he really doesn't know that Lyrotal kills? People? Okay, well, there's three options. He really doesn't know. He knows, but he doesn't know that the senator knows, and he's just or he's just playing dumb. Period. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Bam? I can only think about how Stadia said that the governor was using a political politician jargon. Mm-hmm. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wasn't he? Was, I'm just I'm just saying about the whole Julian Here thing. Here he goes. Just, Here um, he goes. Just saying. I mean, he All was doctors using... have to fit in this little itty-bitty box. Okay, fine. Itty-bitty. Fine. <laughs> so, I mean, so obviously he has some goods on the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on how the conversation ended when they were on the beach with his little toy that he had tied up to the pier or whatever, he made a comment. He said, have your dad call me. So apparently whatever went down, this is on like one of those, um, what you call a pissing contest. Basically, have your dad call me and we'll hammer this out. And basically he wants Robert to come to him and bow down on some ego trip. But it also seems like so, the falling out between them, mm-hmm. it's, more on the gov- it's more of the governor's fault. More senator. so The senator, yeah. No, he's governor. Is he a governor? He's, he's senator. I thought he was a senator. Senator oh. Haverstock. Yeah, Senator Haverstock. Okay. Well, it seems more he was at fault. Yes. Based on the perspective or perception of that was given from Robert's point of view. Yeah. When Robert, whatever made, Robert made a couple comments regarding the senator, and it was kind of like he fell out with him, and he doesn't even care to talk to the dude. Yeah. So... So, so maybe maybe that's what it is. Then, so Senator Haverstock really wants to talk to Robert, but Robert, for whatever reason, they fell out. Does not want anything to do with him. Right. So he's like, well, now you're going to have something to do with me if you want this Lyrotrol to get pushed through the FDA. Mm-hmm. I think Haverstock. Something happened with Haverstock and maybe the mom or something. Who knows? The first wife. Who knows? But you know what's crazy? We also find out that there is a link between, not only between Robert and Haverstock, but there's a picture with Vivian and Haverstock's chief of staff that we yes. find from, um, as Will is hanging out with the paparazzi people, the now, journalist lady. Right. Now, it's funny because as far as Will's investigation is going, the paparazzi or the reporter... I guess that we can call them reporters because that's what they are, yes. technically. The journalist slash reporter tracked Will down so she can contribute to his investigation. He wasn't interested, and she said she would go ahead and supply him with a number of photos that were taken with Vivian during her partying uh, binges, and she... She's with different. Well, she's with different men. Well, she's with different men, and that some of that, some of those pictures may be able to contribute to the investigation. So, of course, he bites, and he goes to check out some of the pictures at Us Weekly or TMZ or whatever the the tabloid was. It wasn't TMZ or Us Weekly, but it was one that whatever the tabloid was. So, he found what. He found that Vivian was hanging out with uh, Haverstock's chief of staff. So he's like, how does she even know him? What does that have to do with anything? So when you see the other side of it, when they're in the Bahamas and Haverstock's having a conversation with Julian, Mm -hmm. it starts to make sense because we get the sense this episode that Vivian is trying to be a whistleblower. She's trying to, you know, maybe give up some some information about her family's company. And now here's Haverstock's 
telling Julian, you know, we know that your drug has some fatal flaws. Right. So now it's kind of like, well, does Julian even know? Is this a cover up? Is this, you know, it's kind of now the, the door's starting to open about the whole drug. And maybe there is a cover up going on at Bowers Pharmaceutical. And I'm led to believe that Julian would know because it appears just to the flashbacks that Julian right. and his sister are the closest out of the rest of the, out of the rest of the family. Unless there's some reason why they he can't know. Because remember what he said when he was at the conference, the two guys that he had sent up were the scientists that created the drug. Mm-hmm. And he said we you know, they I knew them when they were making the drug in their, their garage or you know, something like that. Right. He so he said they had trials and there were no kind of issues. They the trials went straight through, right. nobody died, there was no problems. And so I have a feeling now that he doesn't know, he really doesn't know, and for some reason they they have to keep it from him. Mm-hmm. Because he seems very passionate and he seems very... I mean, this you know, is a cancer-causing drug. So. No, it's, a can- it's supposed to be cancer-curing, but it's killing people. Did I say cancer-causing? Yes. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> cancer-curing. Cancer-curing drug. Cancer-causing drug. That's not going to be valuable. Cancer-curing drug. Correct. Okay, I'm corrected. That was a slip of the tongue, obviously. But, yeah, so it's a cancer-curing drug. Yes. Um, it seems from the arguments that from the flashbacks that Vivian was having with Julian that it seemed like her—was it her pregnancy? Because, you know, he was having those flashbacks, and they were very intense when he was in the meeting with his, uh, his brother and Robert, mm-hmm. with Robert and Edward. And those flashbacks seemed to be—you you really couldn't tell if it was— was it about the pregnancy? Because she was pregnant again. Yeah. And, I don't know. Or was it about the information that she had? They don't Because they didn't really reveal that. But when she had the, when Edward had the flashbacks, when Samantha was like, can you tell me, you know, what's going on, blah, 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 blah. He said, I can't tell you. He was having the flashbacks that he was having with Vivian. And Vivian <clears throat> was pretty much putting it out there that. You promised you'd help me. You're right. Yeah. It's basically putting it out there that it is about the drug. Right? Yeah, Maybe. Right. Or are you going to help me with the baby? But I don't think that would be it because she has her baby daddy. Who's but when? Um, but the dad was questioning, saying, "Did any of them know about the, um, the about, about the pregnancy?" Mm-hmm. And so he's flashing back where they're actually. It, it appears that they're having a discussion about the pregnancy. So for me, the look on his face was indicating that he felt guilty for lying for keeping this information, not about. Anything else? That's just kind of what I what I yeah, took from it. I agree. Well, what do you guys make of this guy who comes into to their room and tries to steal uh, Joanna's computer after Not the whole cash, conference yeah. and everything? Not her money, but her computer. I think we're going to find out in the next couple of episodes why that's significant because that that was it. Mm-hmm. There really was no mention of him except when um, Julian got home to tell his dad. There really was no mention of it. So. And, of course, the guy doesn't really look like he belongs in the Bahamas. I mean, let's be real. It's, it's you know, a regular Caucasian dude. Mostly people in the Bahamas are African-Americans or African of African descent. So this guy comes in there. He looks like he's probably been hired to steal something. Right. And he's not trying to steal cash. He's trying right. to steal her computer. So why her computer? Why her specifically? Joanna's computer. Right. It's kind of weird. I'm going to need. Go ahead, man. That's a good point, Megan. It wouldn't surprise me if it's. um. Robert Bob, if it was maybe somebody that he hired, because he appears that he's really looking out for Joanna, but you never know. It may be revealed that he's 
keeping an eye on her for some reason. Okay, well, it was already revealed. Remember when Edward was shooting at the gun range that he had already found out that uh, that Joanna was getting beaten by her husband in the past. So he's already done some digging into her past and found out some things. And I think he wants to find out more. He he walked in on her the past episode with her sitting behind his fa- uh, his father's desk. So he's already suspicious of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it very well could be Edward. Yeah. He thinks like a politician. He responds like yeah. a politician. Everything he does is covert. So he very well could have hired somebody to try to steal her computer to find out what information that she has on the family, more information about her, what she knows about them, to get the real dirt on what's going on with that situation. I think it might be him. One thing that bothered me about that scene was when she cut her foot, how her foot got bandaged. <laughs> what? <laughs> this Why? Is, this is supports me and Bam's claim about the doctoring and not. He's it, drunk. He's like throwing a million mai tais. He's not back gonna r- day. wrap his ankle and then go. Ah. Why? Who does that? Because because he has personality. Not all doctors are dry and drab. Some of them are fabulously hot and O-M-G, cool. Like Julian Bowers. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just gonna say one thing. <laughs> Um, what you say, doctors, doctors, lawyers, even at their most drunkest moment, there are still some things that people can do. Singers who are just stone faced, they can still sing and perform and do certain things. A doctor, even when you're drunk, there are just certain things that they can do. I'm not saying I'm not saying they can do a surgery, but put a simple bandage around somebody. He should be able to do that when drunk. Bam, he's drinking out of the bottle. And he's a he's, well. I'll give him this. When it comes to the doctoring, the MDing, he's a scientist. Is more more of a scientist, yeah. more of a scientist or former. Yeah, he said he didn't want to be an oncologist. He right. didn't want to be practicing in an he's, actual. Right. He's not a hands-on. Yes. He's more. Of, he's dealing with like yes. drugs and chemicals. That and is. Whatnot. That's a good point. I'll take back that. <laughs> so comment. I have to. I have, I have to be objective. Okay, I'm going to be objective. <laughs> About any criticisms that I dole out, <laughs> just so it doesn't seem like I'm being a hater. I'm being a hater. There you go. And that's but, Megan at Meg Scoop, by the way. Yes, on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> but you know, and then we see there that um, Julian's getting a little closer to Joanna. They're He's sharing. trying. He's trying. I think that uh, he feels like, you know, I had it once back in the day and I kind of want to revisit this, this scenario. <laughs> go ahead, Bam. Do you think that. Julian is going to eventually pick up the fact that Joanna is a cop because some of the things that she's doing, she's chasing after people. And I was going to mention that, too. Go ahead. She's like the way she chased dude Mm -hmm. in office. It's cop-ish. Yeah, it's very cop-ish. And she also ran towards the gunshots on the range. Mm -hmm. Right. And so some of the things that she's doing. Does it, it's kind of revealing that she's not just someone who's working in office. And in addition to that, she was abused by her husband. Right. So if you can chase after a stranger, chase him down, throw him down, then you get thrown back and then you get back up. A woman who's been abused, I would think that she wouldn't uh, go after someone of a stranger that hard. I mean, unless you, unless maybe I she mean, wasn't really abused. Maybe she was. They were no, boxing no. in the street. Well, <laughs> like Kimbo Slice, huh? <laughs> yes, Joanna is now Kimbo Slice. No, but I think it depends on what stage she is in her in her recovery. Because I think right. women who are battered at the beginning of you know being battered, mm. there's a, there's a very big fear. But if she's moved past the fear, which 
I guess in this part of her life, you know, moving with the Bowers, trying to get a new take on life, to her, she's kind of saying, okay, I'm showing you guys, I've moved to a place where I'm not going to let anyone touch me anymore. You're not right. going to fight me. I'm going to fight back. She's Jennifer Lopez. Enough. There you go. There you go. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. Great example. Yes. Of a, a film that... I didn't say it was a great movie. I'm just... the. The, I didn't say nothing. Yes, the theme is the same. Your tone, <laughs> sa- your tone <laughs> says it all. Okay, so they try to steal the computer. It doesn't pan out. But what is going to be interesting to see when they came back is that all these paparazzi were waiting for them at the heli- helipad uh, when they got back. Mm-hmm. You know, she's looking fly. She left with no clothes, no bags. She comes back with like four different outfits, bags, all this. She, no, she didn't have bags and all this stuff. And she, they were they were holding hands. It was like, but they were holding hands. She obviously looked like she just came back from vacation. It was supposed to be a work trip. And people are definitely going to want to see who this billionaire hot doctor is seeing mm. holding hands. They want to see who he whisked off. They don't know the relationship, but you know how media makes sorts of anything and everything, especially when they don't know what's really going on. They'll create something mm-hmm. to yeah. make what's really going on go on. And so how is she going to be able to keep her cover? Exactly. Once, Go ahead, Megan. What do you because think about this? Because what happens is, so the paparazzi's taking pictures, and the journalist, uh, I guess that same tabloid that the journalist works for, mm-hmm. they got this picture. They're like, hey, Julian's got a new chick. And they're like, who is this chick? Well, let's post it on the website. Somebody's going to know. So now it's going to get really hard for uh, Joanna to keep her cover because somebody's going to notice and be like, ah, she locked me up five years ago. or She locked me up last year, you know, in San Francisco. Somebody's going to see that. So they're going to be like, well, what's he doing with a cop? Mm -hmm. So now there might be some issues with her trying to keep her cover. Well, the only thing I could think of is if Will happens to get notified some kind of way, maybe... He, but I don't and even he think intercepts it's, it's, it. He's gonna and, have a hissy fit, and he's gonna he and, he, and he's gonna, or just hiss the internet, and it's out there. That's and, and that's he's gonna, gonna happen. But is he gonna have more of a hissy fit because he likes her and his girl is holding hands with the dude, or because her cover is close to being blown? He's well, gonna, he's gonna use the excuse that the cover's being blown, but it's a really blow to him because he obviously does not like the two of them together when. When they when uh when they were on the phone with each other and he heard the music, he was like, "Well, where are you at?" And so <laughs> he jumped out of FBI into boyfriend. Like, hold on, wait a minute. All right. Yeah, so I just want to make sure you know you remember where you come from. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. is that supposed to mean? What is that supposed to mean? That was kind of corny, but it was. There was a few corny lines this episode too. But oh, I'm the baby daddy. Them. I'm sorry. Can we that that the way they kept saying baby daddy. I mean, that's how they classified him, because he's not a member of the family. He should be, you know... You and, think and, he should use and, better words? I mean, the R&D guy, he's the R&D guy, research and development guy for, for the drug, but that is really more of a disconnect. Yeah. It doesn't connect him to the family as much as being the baby Vivian, daddy, the baby daddy <laughs> but, and the child's father, and then he happens to be the R&D guy but, as well. But come on, really? <laughs> you want them to say child's father? Yes, but how many people really say the child's father in 2013? But prof- in a professional world, do they really say baby daddy? Yeah, yes, yes, they do because but, they're regular. The, like the cops, the, the cops, FBI, cops, they're, yeah, they're they just cops. At, they're FBI are cops in suits. They're not corporate. So to, it's not corporate. It's not a corporate job. Yeah, so to speak. You know what I mean? Okay. There's not really. They're a little bit more off the cuff, a little bit less PC when they're behind. They're doing, they, you know, do and say what they got to do 
And say, I get you though. It's just a, it's just a, a term, right? And I, but I want to give shouts out to Ken Leung also because Ken Leung is the bomb playing uh, uh, Will's uh, supervisor. Mm-hmm. He plays the FBI manager, FBI manager, whatever <laughs> yeah. uh, he is. He's his uh, supervisor slash commander and of this operation and he's dope i remember him he's been in a bunch of projects he was but, in lost but it's more i love that dude he's a great actor most recognize him from um rush hour two no rush hour one rush hour one yeah he wasn't that mm-hmm. he's uh he's a pretty talented guy yeah and it's good so just to have him in this role is gonna if he happens to come out to be in the bower's pocket he's gonna be able to play that really really well because i don't think he is I think, especially the comments that he makes this episode, you know, he's just like, you guys got to be careful about this investigation because we're, make sure you've got some hard evidence, you know, before we we put these people. He doesn't really seem to be like cowering and saying, no, we should leave them alone. He's kind of like, let's find some dirt. If we can find the dirt, then we can make it stick, then good. If not, then we can't really do anything because of the Bowers. Right. Well, maybe the writers will do something with it Mm. in the next couple of episodes. We shall see. And maybe they'll stop using baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. They're going to keep using yes. it but until, he, until, until he disappears. Until, Which he just and, might because Until they scared. stick Rayburn on him. <laughs> he's so scared. He's very scared. You see the baby daddy in I mean, episode. he should be scared. This is the empire that he's going up against, and he has very, very critical and incriminating information. So does that make you think that Edward killed Vivian like, or had something to do with her being killed? Because Edward is now in cahoots, or he know, he knows the whereabouts of... Ben, the child's father, and he, he, nobody knows where Ben is except right. for Edward. And so if Edward killed Vivian, wouldn't he want to also kill Ben? Because Ben has the same information. But it was also revealed that based off the information with the whole ring, with the whole ring thing, mm-hmm. that Julian was there in the last moments before Vivian died. Why? Because his ring... The, the 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 design of his ring Matched has a, has a, it matches the imprint of uh, of her face right so at least Julian I say Julian is more connected to his sister's uh, murder than his brother Edward well they did show in the flashback when he's when he thought about when he when he's when he struck her yeah so that still doesn't mean he killed her I didn't say he killed her but right. I'm saying that he he was with her the he night, was with yeah. her the nights within a couple hours before she died right. So they've concluded that she was held down against her will and injected injected heroin with heroin. Mm-hmm. That's what they like to call it on the street. So it's a very high dose, I guess. She got a hot dose and mm-hmm. she was kaput. So I was wondering at first, I thought they were buying off the corner with the whole autopsy situation. But uh, Will, I guess, hijinks that if, if if it was, but they didn't even bring anything out with that. That was just like a, a guy being a lazy corner, eating a subway sandwich <laughs> at work. It was like whatever. Subway they didn't they didn't they didn't implicate that at all. Like I thought they might go that route with there being some payoff or buy off to, you know, or at least allude that there might be some kind of payoff or buy off with him suppressing how she was really killed. But no, no boy, no. So. That was just part of the storyline. So let's move on to Mia. Yeah. Little sister slash daughter slash granddaughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> slash, slash, slash. Okay, so she's out with her dorky friend 
who's trying to get in her pants and doesn't know quite how to do it. Yes. And he takes her to the museum or they go to the museum. I don't know if he took her to the museum, but they go to the museum and she's looking for something that reminds her of what her family or something. She's looking, I guess, more for inspiration. She's a, she's a photographer. She has an right. old school camera. She likes to take pictures, as we see later in the episode. She's got a ton of pictures of, of everyone. And so she's looking, I guess, for inspiration, you know. And her friend makes the mention, like, your sister just died and you want to look at trees. And she's just kind of like, I'm looking for a moment. Right. I'm looking for something. So out of nowhere comes Mr. Dreamy in his leather jacket and He's more like Mr. Eyes. Creepy. He is kind of creepy because, I mean, he's he just creepy. popped out of nowhere and he just goes, you're looking for a moment, yeah. you know, and he kind of steals her away from Mr. Nerdy Friend. Yeah, he got robbed. He did. He just swooped her up. Uh, yeah. And that was kind of creepy. Like, how did you just know that they were like, first of all, you're eavesdropping. You didn't even apologize. I'm sorry. I'm over here listening to your conversation and I want to steal you away for a moment. Well, like, in the guy world, he looked at him like... <laughs> There's no chance. The guy's got no chance. It's like, dude, like, don't even say, don't even try to say anything. I will pimp slap you. And he didn't. I'll lay on the floor. And he didn't say anything. Like, what is he going to say? Oh, he did try to say something, but it wasn't. wasn't. I mean, he he (laughs) said. Even the girl looked at Mia looked at him like, right. Nice try. I'm going to go get in the back of this bike. Yes. And And so then they get on the bike and they go to like a raging party out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And, you know, so she can take pictures and he can show her this is the moment. Right. And there's another creepy guy with all these piercings that tries to take her camera. Right. So Mr. Dreamy punches the dude and beats him up. Go ahead, ma'am. It's dark. She has her camera and she's just snapping random pictures. Then the guy is booed up with some girl on a on a piece of wood mm-hmm. and he was like hey you know take a picture of us so she goes and she takes the picture he's right there was no flash there's no flash and then just his approach at how he came at her she should have just ran the moment that he was coming to her because he was just creepy from the very beginning he was but she was at a creepy party she, what a creepy dude right she was kind of she was yeah. kind of into the creepy dude mm-hmm. and he she's would looking take for something yeah. fun, something right. and exciting. She, and she's in high school. Yeah. yeah so, so. so, and then how he approached her really was kind of really, he said, oh, the flash didn't go off. Oh, the flash. And then he kind of, when he got up on her, then he was like all up on her. Yeah. Like, first yeah. it was like, oh, the flash didn't go off. Oh, let me see it again. She's like, no, no, it's okay. He's like, no, no, let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like all up on her. Then the dude comes and beats him up. But you know, what's funny how we saw that situation end up, it makes sense that his character, so obviously this actor, he did his background on this character, and that guy was supposed to be pseudo dreamy but really creepy. Yes, to start off with, because he obviously has an agenda. There's some creepiness going yes. on that we don't know about. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was kind of like the bad boy. Yeah. Well, what for girls is can be yeah. dreamy. Or pseudo Especially when dreaming. you're in, in, like, high school and you see right. this guy that's, like, trying to offer you something. The black leather jacket, the hoodie, yeah. you want to ride my bike. It's like, ooh, yes, let's walk on the dangerous side. And so right. then when he hits the guy, he's he defends her. She feels safe with him. She feels protected. It's part of his master plan, mm-hmm. which we find out, because he actually pays the guy who he punched later on. Right. What's going on here? Yeah, he slipped him a little, a little something, something. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I saw it coming. I didn't trust the guy from, yeah. the, from the jump. Do you think he's trying to kill her? I don't think he's trying to kill her, but it has something. To, she's a, she has something to do with information. Yeah, information or money, inheritance. Like, she's, a, she's an easy target. She is. Which yeah. is why it would make sense that the family would 
have some kind of protection yeah. or something. You know, in the first episode, they said, oh, you know, TMZ is, you know, when we had that old discussion about how loosely TMZ was thrown right. into this, uh, into, into the show. But it was mentioned that the media and paparazzi is surrounding this house like crazy. Mm-hmm. So being that you're worth $10 billion and you have this big, rich family, why doesn't she have a driver? It, you know. And why did they not, no one noticed that she was out all night yeah. with this guy? Well, like nobody. That's, that's bad parenting, but yeah. unfortunately yeah. that's typical. Yeah. And you yeah. Get in those environments, it's mm-hmm. typical. Everybody is so self-absorbed in their yeah. own thing. It's kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I just would think that, you know, your one daughter died. You have one daughter left your baby. Why would you not call to see where she is or say, you know what? I noticed you didn't come home last night. It's right. 7 a.m. and I see you're still not in your bed. Because it was dawn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the lights, yeah. the, the, the universal lights <laughs> were up. I would have gotten snatched <laughs> up. Right. What I'm talking about. I would have gotten right. beat. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, crazy. I saw a black guy the next day. I would have said nothing. Right. My mama beat me. Mm-hmm. Should have been home on time. Should have been home on time. Yes. And there was no calling child protective services back in those days either. So. Okay. So, Joanna's back. And based on her seeing those pictures with Mia, mm-hmm. she's, she obviously connects the ring with the scar, like you said, mentioned before, Bam, with uh, Julian and Vivian's death. So now she's looking at Julian sideways like, oh, my goodness, did he really have something to do with this? And he's like, oh, what's wrong? And she's like, nothing, pretty much. She takes off, and next thing you know, she shows up at Will's house to get some, to give him some. But I think, and I also, I think that was out of hurt, too, because she really started to fall back into, oh, my first love, he's got me a car, he took me on a trip. You know, she's kind of falling back into that romanticized idea of being with her first love. And then she finds this out, like, oh, my goodness, he probably killed my best friend. Right. And I'm falling for this guy. So I think she also went to Will's house, you know, to be comforted emotionally after finding out the guy that she really likes is probably a killer. The line was corny. (laughs) I just remembered who I am. That was corny. (laughs) You're right. And then homeboy's just laying there, like. He's happy. He doesn't know what. He's just happy. (laughs) I feel bad for his character. I feel bad for him because I think she doesn't really want to be with him. She'd rather she, be with Julian. She doesn't. She would rather be with Julian, but he's there. Yes. But he had two years to try to do something, so I don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> you know, ladies, if a man wants you, he ain't going to wait two years to get you. He going to take advantage of it right there on the spot. Just remember that. That's from Thaddeus. Ah, and that has been a PSA for Good Men of America. That's a PSA for the Good Men of America. <laughs> okay. All right. So. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. My favorite part of the episode, really quickly, was when Edward crapped on everybody at the board meeting and pulled his politician out of his back pocket. And you could see that Robert was proud of him, and he had that little smirk on his face. He bought, pulled out everybody's dirt, all of their their skeletons in the closet. Yeah, and he was able to maintain his position. No one was able to kick him off the board. And I, I that yeah, was my favorite. That was my favorite part. That was my favorite too. He was like he he pulled one person. Uh, he pulled one person and said, you know, you made a bet on the jet. And then another person, you know, you were number three on the madam's list. And then the, uh, there was a lady who he got off from hitting a boy on the bike. Mm-hmm. And just the reaction. Sometimes you, sometimes you know, people in high power positions they forget mm-hmm. the dirt that they do, right. and they always want to bring other people down. Mm-hmm. And he brought them to reality. Like, okay, you guys want to bring me down? Hold on. Okay, I remember when you did that. Boom, check. 
okay, I remember when you did that, and I remember when you when you. Sometimes you have to bring people to reality, or right. they'll just they'll kick you down. And that's why he wanted to be a politician, and he would have been a damn good politician. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. could see that his father was proud, mm-hmm. and that's what made me think that. His father knows him so well that he set him up to do that. Yeah. Because he didn't want to, well, yeah, I stuck up for you and all this. He didn't want to enable him to be weak. So he knew that how he would respond. He, he, he knows him. Yeah. He knew how he'd respond. And that's yeah. what I would like to believe, that Robert is that caring of a father, that he was rooting for Eddie Spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> the whole time because every boy wants his dad to root for him. And then him to succeed and get his father's approval and all that. Hooray, hip, hip, hooray for Eddie Edward. So, let's jump into news and gossip for this week, week three. News and gossip, Meg Scoop. Megan Thomas, let's go. So, Scoop is, unfortunately, deception is down 19% from last week. It is. to the no. It's still highly rated, though, for its time slot. However, it is down. Um, And the other news is for my favorite character and Bam's not-so-favorite character, (laughs) Sophia, played by Catherine Lanasa. She actually got nominated as the Hot Slut of the Week by Delisted.com for her role as Sophia Bowers. What? Yes. The Hot Slut? Of the Week, yes. Because she's so sinister, but she's really pretty. So, yes, they voted for her. She's hot. But but she's doing a good job. She ain't been slutting. She hasn't done no slutting. How do you know? I mean, they haven't showed her doing any sledding. Okay. It's only been three weeks. Okay, I don't know. Give her a chance. I don't chance. know what the criteria is, but Give her a chance the to point slut. is she's done such a good job in this role that she's gotten recognized, right. even if yeah. it's the hot slut of the week, yeah. okay? Well, she was looking good last week in her uh, lingerie, by the way. Catherine, you were looking good when you were pissed off about the whole Hannah situation and you were telling Robert where he can go and how he can do he had the black and the black you're matching you're like hot black she, tummy you and you working out girl I was she, also, you. she also <laughs> tweeted and saying she also tweeted us saying she loved how we hate her character so I mean she's doing a good job I have a love hate with her character yeah. Well, but yeah she's know, doing a good job yeah I gotta then, give, her, give her love on that give her props then also really quickly last week uh, Megan Good was on Wendy Williams mm-hmm. you know promoting her deception and there was one interesting thing that Megan revealed. And so when I, every time I saw her, it just made me think of that. But apparently Megan has very famous eyebrows. So mm-hmm. I guess if you like Google or something for like celebrity eyebrows, mm-hmm. her eyebrows are... Are, are famous. Are, are famous. Are well known. And, yeah. so, eyebrows. and so Megan revealed that she got her eyebrows uh, tattooed because she's from Valencia and there were a lot of Hispanic girls growing up so she used to shave her eyebrows off and then pencil them and so she said that it, her eyebrows doesn't really grow back the way that it's supposed to so mm-hmm. she got her eyebrows uh, tattooed so now when I look at her on the screen I keep just thinking wow those ta- those eyebrows are fake so <laughs> you guys didn't I guess you guys are guys you wouldn't really know yeah. I mean, but no her I eyebrows are amazing the arch is amazing do you pencil your eyebrows in, Megan? I do. I am an eyebrow connoisseur. If you'd so like me to your clean eyebrows, yours up, I got it's you. One thing your eyebrows are tight. Yeah. It's, it's, Megan it's, Thomas has some. It's, the it's Megan's, the Megan's got it going on That's with the eyebrows. That's how we do, yes. It's, it's, it's one thing if, it's, if you pencil them in, but just like tattoos. Is, no, what's, I mean, what's the difference? I don't know. Just Because then they never come off. Even when she wakes up in the morning, they're still perfectly okay. That just looks and scary. How is it scary if it's always penciled in? perfectly because it's tatted. I think it's sexy when a woman has bomb eyebrows it's hot. Even if there's no hair there, right? I'm not looking for hair on a woman. On an eyebrow? <laughs> just looking for bald eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, her eyebrows are amazing. They look great. So. I'm not looking for hair on a lady. You know what I mean? Oh, Ladies. 
So anyway, okay, is that all the news and gossip yes. we have yes. for this week? Okay, so let's get the predictions into predictions for week four of NBC's Deception, season one. Okay, so week four. What do we see coming up? Uh, we saw a couple things coming up for next week. We saw Julian having making dinner with Joanna and Will feeling even like seeming like his jealousy is growing and he's becoming more personally involved as opposed to uh, professionally involved with this scenario. Talking about he'll snatch her out and, you know, as an asset from the house and, and, all, these, snatch- and all this stuff. So he's, he's getting on my nerves too. Sorry, Laz, but your character's getting on my nerves. <laughs> How can you snatch her out of something when you asked her, you came down to San Francisco, you brought her in to do this, and now because he's getting close to the girl, uh, now that, that she's getting close to Julian, now you want to snatch her out? Like, dude, fall back, relax. Yeah, he was tripping about the bins. But I mean, you that's know. a real man, though. If you, if you really think about it, if you really care for this girl and you see all of this stuff happening, you're going to be kind of regretting that you put her in there in the first place. So you're going to be like, "Come on out." But you can't, you can't just snap. You, you have to, you have to put aside your your personal feelings and think about the the bigger picture and the and the issue. Personally, and, not not to cut you off, Ben. Personally, but as a man, if I really cared about her, I wouldn't have put her in this situation. You're right. You're right. Straight up. Thank you. You got to make a choice. Okay. It's either going to be business. Or it's going to be personal. Now you're getting all that mixing but, and, you know. But he couldn't, but business is the only way that he could have gotten to her. If she, if he would have, he couldn't have just knocked on the door and just said, you know, hi. Why not? That was his, because it's been two years. So? And so, so he, he did, did it this time. He, he did, did it anyway. Well, he could have just been like, well, I missed you. Well, if he didn't do it that way, we wouldn't be here uh, uh, doing deception. <laughs> true. This is true, Bam. Okay, so, <laughs> predictions. Week four. Bam Erickson, go. Well, She's going to get him, uh, Julian. Um, so uh, Megan's character is going to get him, Julian's character drunk to get him talking to see if he can reveal the information because she thinks that Julian, you know, killed his sister. Okay. The plan, I don't think, is going to go that well, and and he's not going to reveal. Okay. It, so that's what I think. I don't think we it will be revealed next week that Julian killed his sister. Okay. Megan Thomas. Oh goodness. Week four predictions. Go. For week four, I think Joanna's cover is going to get close to blown. I don't think it's going to be blown completely because, I mean, there's more episodes. So, thinking logically, they're probably not going to blow her cover next episode. But I think it's going to get close to where it's revealed that she's a cop. And she's going to be trying to hurry, feel the pressure. Got to hurry up and get this case solved so I can get out of here before that happens. Okay. And week four, my prediction is that Mia's character is going to be way more involved as far as what's actually going on in the situation because she's kind of been her character has has really been non non performing as far as anything, just being the little sister slash daughter slash granddaughter that is really not involved with any of the peripheral plots that are going on, and now she's being involved. So I think this situation is going to be way more interesting, and I think viewers are going to want to see what is going on with this situation with Mia, and I think hopefully that the writers next episode will actually delve into that a little further. Yep. That's my prediction. Well, all right. For week four of NBC's first season of Deception. Liza Lonzo, Megan Good, Catherine Lanasa, Victor Garber, Tate Donovan, West Brown, and Ella Ray Peck, I believe her name is, Mary and Wes Brown, and Marin Hinkle. Hinkle. So, on behalf of us here, uh, we'll see you guys for next week for week four of NBC's first 
Season Give of deception. Twitter, give me some Twitter handles. So, 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 some Twitter. Twitter fi- huh? What? Where, huh? Yeah, where can we oh, find yeah. you? Where, 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 where do you want to find me? Yeah. Where you gonna find me? Tell me where we can find you. Megan Thomas. You can find me on Twitter at Meg Scoop. I love to talk to you. Hit me up. Follow me so I can follow you back. Where can we find you, Bam Erickson? At Bam Erickson. B-A-M-M-E-R-I-C-S-E-N. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Club Thaddeus, C-L-U-B-T-H-A-D-D-E-U-S. And you can find me here also with Bam Erickson <laughs> on Tuesday nights. Not this Tuesday, not tonight, not, but next week with uh no not next week two weeks oh, from now yeah, be two sorry weeks. about that <laughs> vegas yeah, 10 o'clock on tuesday i'm sorry 11 o'clock yeah. vegas here there you go two, two days after after buzz tv Super Bowl. okay good afternoon good morning good evening talk to y'all later after buzzers peace from bing.com executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire after buzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the after buzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 